with Matt Rhoda, who is an artist, illustrator, and a collaborator with lots of publications, The New Yorker, New York Times, LA Times. So my first question is, did you always know you wanted to be an artist? Yeah, I had the good fortune of having a mother that went back to school when I was seven or eight, and she took art classes while she was at school, so I was able to go with her and see what being an artist was like. She had art supplies around the house and really encouraged me being an artist. So was it an obvious choice to go to school to be an artist? I think so. I was always drawing in high school, and I had some good art teachers. In my junior and senior year, I was in high school in North Carolina, and the teacher there was on the AP board for art in high school. I was just really fortunate to have someone like her as a teacher. She was really able to help me put together a portfolio that would help me get into art school and then would hopefully get me a scholarship. Do you remember what she was saying would be helpful in terms of organizing your portfolio? There were two main things that she emphasized. We would put together two portfolios, and one was a portfolio that showed a wide range of skills. So it was painting, drawing, perspective, portraits, basic fundamental stuff, and in a pretty wide range of medium. And then she wanted everyone in class to do a series. And you had to just come up with a theme and do 10 pieces in a series and stick to one set of tools and, and just develop that idea. Mm -hmm. And that was what I used to get into undergrad. Mm -hmm. Did you always know you would then go to graduate school? I had the idea that I would go to grad school. I don't know if I wanted to money-wise or not, but I thought that teaching would be a good thing to be able to do. All of the teachers that I had in undergrad had graduate degrees. And so it seemed like if you were going to take art seriously and on an academic level, that at some point or the other grad school was inevitable. When I graduated, I gave myself three years to see what I could do and make a decision then on if I was going to go to grad school or not. I just didn't feel like it was a good idea to rush right into grad school, and I didn't really know what to expect after undergrad. It just seemed like it would inform the decision of where I went to grad school or what I studied or how hard or how easy it was going to be to find work. So you went to MICA for undergrad, yeah. right? So what happened after you graduated? And you got a degree in fine art, correct? I did. But I was always really interested in illustration. The illustration department was very different than what it became. And a lot of the work I was interested in doing that I saw in the illustration world were actually happening in the painting and fine arts department at MICA. So I just thought I would be able to make the work I wanted to make if I was in that department, but wasn't really because I wanted to put my work in galleries necessarily. So I got a lot of good technical skills and I had no idea what to do with a fine art degree. I knew a little bit on how to look for work. I had kept taking some illustration classes. So I understood the general idea of getting out and looking for art directors and making postcards and sending your work out. But uh, my business practice was, was definitely lacking. So when I got out, that kind of informed my decision that I should probably go to grad school. You know, in the time after I graduated, I started working for one of my teachers as an artist assistant. He was a comic book colorist. He kept me focused on illustration. He pointed me in certain directions and kept me active. And I kept trying to find work, kept in touch with some of my teachers. For instance, one of them was an art director at the New York Times. And for three years, I was sending him work because he was enthusiastic about the work I had done as a student. He kept telling me that he was glad I was sending him the work, but it, he just didn't know what he was going to do with it. And a lot of the work I had in my portfolio was narrative work, but it wouldn't function very well as illustration. It was a little too weird or not specific enough to any of the topics that people hire you for in the world of illustration. 
took me a while to get beyond that way of thinking and start making work that was more applicable to publishing and illustration. That the inside of that Venn diagram of what you want to do and what other people want to see. But yeah, that also informed my decision to go to, to grad school because I did get some jobs after about three years, started working for the New York Times, but it was still such a struggle to find work after that, even though I was getting work there regularly, that it made me feel like I could be an illustrator, but there was still a wide gap between where I was and what being a successful professional illustrator actually right. was. And so did you have a working knowledge of what that meant to be an, an illustrator and getting paid for it because you had these other people? Yeah, yeah. I, had, I, I felt like I at least had a little bit of a window into that. I didn't understand it completely. And I'll say that my emphasis at that point was on editorial because if you were in school studying illustration in the early 2000s, most of your teachers were in the editorial world, which is magazines and, and newspapers. We're more in a time now where editorial illustration isn't as big, but to get into that world, you go and research magazines that publish content that you, you think is a good fit for your interests. And you write down the art director's names, you write down the, the address of the magazine, you find their email address, you make cards, you send it to the company addressed to the art director. And ideally, you want at least 100 names to go from. Yeah. And this is around, I'm going to say, 2003, 2004, 2005. So the internet is just kind of picking up. But what was kind of missing was beyond just walking into a bookstore and going to the magazine rack and flipping through all the magazines and writing the art directors down. There's a whole other world of illustration art directors that are hard to find and way more obscure. And it was always a mystery to me at that point in time how it is that you connect with that audience. Magazines that don't end up on, on newsstand shelves, but that pay a lot of money. Advertising agencies that have a lot of money to hire illustrators, but don't have a website and don't post their art directors or their information. Like, how, how are they going to find me? And, and those are jobs that will uh, make the difference between you making a living and not making a living. And that was what I needed to figure out if I wanted to, to do what I was doing professionally and make, make, you know, full time. So how do you do that? For me, what helped a lot was moving to New York, going to grad school and becoming a larger part of the community. Still, although it's not essential, it's still incredibly useful I have to be in a city like New York, at least for a period of time, and be around a community of people that are all asking those same questions because some of them are going to have answers that you don't and they'll be able to point you in that right direction and and a lot of times finding that work is really about involving yourself in the community and going to events at the Society of Illustrators and American Illustration Parties and whatever other social events are happening in the city and then you start meeting art directors and you can start asking people where they're getting hired and and what they're doing to get hired and yeah I mean it really does all go back to network and resources and New York can be a hotbed for that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, now you don't have to live in New York as much, I think, because if you're good at interacting with people online, there's all sorts of social opportunities just on social media and Twitter and, and Instagram and places where people aren't just sharing work, but are talking and communicating with each other. I'm not as good at those online interactions, maybe because I grew up just past the cusp, so I never quite mastered the art of that. So for me, it's better to be here, I think. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. So you moved to New York for grad school. You go to SVA. When do you start feeling like, oh, okay, it's working? What were those moments like? They're very small and very far apart. To a certain degree, that, that's always the case, I think. The first time I got hired in the New York Times before I went to grad school felt like a big deal. And I thought, I'm going to get so much work from this. Like Everyone's going to see it. They're going to hire me. And that bit didn't happen. And I got some work in places that I was really proud of getting work in. And definitely other artists noticed it. I don't know if a lot of art directors noticed it because nobody was breaking down my door to hire me for anything. But the work I got was interesting and, and good work. And I think the people in the community noticed the work that I was making. And so that felt like I was becoming a part of the illustration community at large. When I graduated in 2008, the market collapsed in 2009, and, and that wiped out a significant amount of work for me during my first year out of school. Things slowed down at that point for a lot of illustrators. And I had certain regular clients, but it wasn't enough to pay my bills. At that point when I thought I would start getting a whole bunch of work, the entire industry slowed down. And that slowed my momentum down a lot. But I also I had a lot of friends after grad school that were showing in galleries, and so when things calm down. I just started getting opportunities to show my work in galleries. So I, I, for about two years, I was in like 10 or 15 group shows and had about three solo shows. And, and it felt for a minute like that was something that was going to take off. But it was hard making money doing that as well. I would sell some pieces, but I was sort of in the same position where I just wasn't selling enough work to live off of. And to finance that, I was teaching a lot. Uh, I started teaching at MICA and at SVA, kind of stabilize my income. I was doing a little bit of editorial work, and I was even taking odd jobs, like I was packaging art for a little while in, in, in galleries. And that was probably like 2012 or 2013. I put all my energy into teaching and editorial. That was when the work I was doing for magazines really took off and, and continued to build momentum until I was getting the work that I really needed to get to, to live in New York City and, and to pay my bills and, and to feel stable. One month would be better than the next month. One year would be better than the next year. Things slowly started to accumulate. I developed some regular clients and you know, each year I would get a handful of new magazines or publishers or whatever that I had worked for. What does it actually look like? Do they give you a prompt or do they just purchase an image you've already drawn? In illustration, when you're developing your portfolio, you're developing a visual style that isn't necessarily attached to content. It just shows how you will interpret any number of things. And also, on top of that, you can develop in the direction that you want your content to go. Most illustrators have specialties, topics, or content that they just get called for a lot. And, and it, again, it has to do with the combination of what their interests are as far as writing goes and what their visual aesthetic is. For me, I always put out topics that were more like political or, or social issues or news-related things. I don't think I've ever gotten a job for a fashion-related magazine. Right. Rarely get hired to do stories on the economy or food or restaurants. I was doing a lot of work with, uh, on Iraq and Afghanistan and wars in the Middle East. I'd done tons of work on prison reform. Right now I'm doing a lot of work on immigration in the Southwest. And, and so to get back to what the prompt is, what they ask you for, typically you'll get an article. It really depends on if they have the article or sometimes they just have a small prompt or something, but you get a bit of writing, mm -hmm. essentially. 
And you get it because you have a track record of having worked on that topic before, or, or they are curious to see how you would handle something like that. Uh, it's not arbitrary in how you get it. And, and then they'll give you some pointers, like we're interested in this angle and that angle, or an image of this or that. Or sometimes they'll just give you the writing and see what you come up with. But you know, you get it, you read it, and then you usually do three to five to however many sketches right. you need to do. If it's good, they'll go with it. And if it doesn't, it's not quite what they had in mind, we'll talk about where the sketches need to go. And then we'll bring that to final. There is a lot of trust uh, as far as the art director is usually hiring somebody for a specific reason and letting them do whatever it is that, that they do. What they're paying for when they pay for the artwork is also not the artwork, but the usage rights to the artwork. So it's like you go, you make the piece. And in the contracts, unless it's like a work for hire sort of situation, they're offering you a certain amount of time in which they have the rights to use that and the context in which they're legally able to use that. And that's oftentimes limited and you retain ownership of it. Well, that's good to know. So being somebody who's been successful as a creative, what's advice and or ways you would have redone things yourself if you could go back and be an emerging artist? Maybe spending more time earlier on developing a community. I feel like it took me a while to figure out how to do that and to get outside of my comfort zone in a way that would help me get more work earlier on and, and secure a more stable place in the illustration community. I didn't know what that was all about for a long time. And was also shy about trying to make a lot of connections in the illustration world, either on a friendly level or a personal level or beyond just, just introducing myself. I think people that are really good at not being shy and going out and kind of making those connections early on always seem to do better very, very quickly. Now, being old enough to see students of mine that leave school and those that I see in class, I can tell who's going to do well to a certain degree based more on their personalities. Yeah, no, it's very true. It's a delicate balance to be aggressive without seeming aggressive right. and not be shy. Yeah especially before you feel totally confident. I had somebody tell me once, you know what the key to successful marriage is? And I was like, what? Don't get divorced. And I always was like, that's dumb. But also, if you apply that logic to anything, like what's the key to being a successful artist? Just don't ever stop being an artist. Pretty much, and yeah. hopefully, eventually, things will start to click into place. So, great. I guess that's everything I was gonna ask you. Okay. Well, thanks so much. Thanks for talking with me. Yeah, absolutely.